It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Joe Biden's visit to Buffalo. He literally shuffled off to Buffalo yesterday because I don't think he has the strength to lift his feet anymore. So he uh, shuffled off to Buffalo last night and tried to uh, tried to foment a race war. Just really, I mean, honestly, tried to foment, I guess, some sort of a race war, taking us back to 1863 all over again. And it's honestly, it's just not working. It's, it's really not working anymore. All of the uh, cries of racism, I've been talking about this since I was in my 20s, 30 years ago, I've been saying that eventually... This whole cry of racism when there is no racism is going to fall upon deaf ears. And this is the latest thing. This is the latest thing. And and as you and and me live in neighborhoods that are diverse, they're diverse. Stop it. You've got to be diverse. In other words, it has to have more than just white people living in it. Uh, I live in a a not all white people neighborhood. It's kind of weird. I actually uh, have a an African American neighbor, a mixed race couple, and he borrowed my lawnmower the other day, and I didn't even say, "Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, aren't you uh, aren't you one of those uh, black people that we keep hearing so much about in the news? One of those ones of uh, you want to replace me, don't you? Because I'm a white guy, and I'm afraid you're going to replace me." And no, uh, no, no, not really. The only way I'd be afraid of being replaced is like if if invasion of the body snatchers actually happen. And that, that would just be in some space aliens when I fall asleep taking over my body. That would be the only kind of fear I've ever had about being replaced. And there may be a time or two in my relationship with my wife where, you know, she was at a bar with me and a good-looking guy walked in. There was maybe a little bit of that, maybe a little bit like you can be replaced, but, uh, you know, kind of let it go. Kind of let it go after all. In other words, we live in an absurd world, and we live in a time where people are trying to uh, tear us apart, and we aren't going to be torn apart, Right? Who's with me? Honestly, in your neighborhood, are there race riots going on in your hood right now? He said, hood, that's racist. No, 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 not actually, no. Uh, do you live in a biracial neighborhood? Maybe you live in a neighborhood that's all black. Maybe, is that racist? Uh, maybe you live in a neighborhood that is all white. Maybe Chinatown is all Asian and it's racist. No, no, we're a melting pot. We've been a melting pot our entire lives. All your entire life, we have been a, uh, a melting pot and we have always said, come on in and compete compete with me i don't care you're not going to replace me if i'm excellent if i if i am determined to be the best you know this this whole insecurity bs is drummed up by the media and, and i'll get into that very shortly i have a montage i have a montage that i'm going to share with you very shortly on the show that proves what i've been saying the media is trying to foment some sort of racial animus that's not there You'd think that maybe the summer of 2020 was going to be the deal because that's when they really tried. They really tried hard. They really tried very hard to burn down American cities. They really, really tried to start a race war in 2020, and now they're going to do it because of a shooting in Buffalo? Now they're going to do it because of an insane, unhinged person who also included in his diatribe of nonsense that, uh, you know, he was afraid of being replaced. I mean, he had casually mentioned replacement theory, which now Democrats are saying that everybody, oh, yeah, replacement theory. My God, we've been talking about replacement theory forever. I, you know, I mean, it's, it's a gigantic thing, this replacement theory. You want to hear something yesterday? You want to know when I, when I heard of a replacement theory for the very first time? Monday when my boss texted me an article about it. I said, I don't know what the hell, repl- what's replacement theory? What is this nonsense? 
Oh yeah, it's it's, uh, it's replacement theory. That's a thing right now that's going on. At the, and my boss wasn't believing it. He just sent me the article, said you might want to know about this, and I went, well, that's just really stupid. Unless, of course, invasion of the body snatchers, the space aliens thing. Sure, and who wouldn't be? <laughs> it's just so stupid. And and you know, it's time for the uh, the children to not be leading and the adults to take charge. There you go. With regard to every damned thing, from uh, buying of uh, social media by Elon Musk to making formula for babies, it's time for the adults to take charge and the children to go back to wherever the hell they came from and shut up. <sighs> I won't call him a child, but Madison Cawthorn was beat last night in North Carolina. Madison Cawthorn's no longer going to be a uh, congressman, and that's okay. I was not a huge fan of uh, Madison Cawthorn. I think Madison Cawthorn seemed to me like a really, a really uh, good guy, and you know, he was endorsed by Trump. Yeah, you know, well, it, uh, Trump's not going to have one hundred percent wins, but I think right now he's like at sixty-five and two. I think as far as victories are concerned, and I think that any professional college or otherwise team would love to have a sixty-five and two record. And certainly it would be better than, I don't know, Joe Biden started started to endorse. Have you heard anybody accepting Joe Biden's endorsement, by the way? Anybody who has accepted Joe Biden's endorsement? Anybody. Pennsylvania, North Carolina, anywhere that they had uh, primaries yesterday. Did anybody have Joe Biden come and speak for them? And did anybody ask for Joe Biden's endorsement? And if they did, what is their record of victory? yesterday nothing you know why because nobody wants his endorsement that's why madison cawthorn not ready for prime time nothing against him but he's just not ready for prime time it's okay aoc is a prime example not ready for prime time complete and utter moron but you know what her voters are morons too Pretty much her voters are all complete idiots. And I mean that. Anybody who would run Amazon out of Queens costing hundreds of $150,000 jobs is a freaking moron. Anybody who didn't know what a garbage disposal was is a moron. Anybody who didn't know that if you planted seeds in the ground, vegetables would come up is a moron. Madison Cawthorn is not a moron. He's just not ready for prime time. There you go. And last night, we saw Pennsylvania, my buddy, Doug Mastriano, who will be on the show, despite the fact that he is a radical, radical extremist, supports the big lie. Well, I do, too. I support the big lie. Now, of course, the the left calls it the big lie, and it is questioning the, uh, the veracity of the 2020 election. And as we see more and more evidence come out of the last couple of years, including a couple great documentaries, including 2,000 Mules, there is evidence that it was stolen. So you can call it a big lie all you want, and it's not going to make me go, oh, yeah, it's a big lie. I guess I've been lying to myself. You're right. No, it'll be like, well, you're calling it a big lie, and that just makes me go, oh, yeah, the reason why you're calling it a big lie is because you're covering something up. You, the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party, and many of the Republican Party, the reason why you just yell the big lie is because you have nothing to base your argument on, so you just want to name call. And that S ain't going to fly anymore. 
Doug Mastriano cleaned the clock of his rival by more than twice the margin, by more than twice as many votes, even though he is a radical extremist, Trump-supported whatever. Here he is last night. They like to call people who stand on the Constitution far right and extreme. I repudiate that. That is crap. Thank you. That is absolutely not true. Actually, their party, which the media stands for and advocates for, they've gone extreme. They're the ones that sent the the, uh, sick back in the homes, their policies, Democrat policies. They also teach your kid that if they're depressed, they should change their genders at age four. And kill so many. That's extreme. That's extreme forcing your kids a mask up. That's extreme forcing healthcare workers to lose their job, not to getting a jab. It's extreme when you shut... Doesn't he just sound extreme? My God, this man is so extreme. He must be stopped. Cut down half of the small businesses in our state and put people out of, out of their life. That's extreme. Yeah, it's pretty extreme. <laughs> our view for Pennsylvania is one of hope and freedom, that people come here and walk as they see fit, not as some governor or some media hack see fit. That's right. <clears throat> We're going to restore the dream to Pennsylvania, a place where you want to come and live. We're going to be the most prosperous state. We are going to make Pennsylvania suck less because, you know, the government in Pennsylvania sucks. But Pennsylvania, I love the state of Pennsylvania. The nation, we're going to open up our energy sector like you've never seen it before. Our, yep. Yeah, they called, they called the race for governor last night, or at least uh, the primary for governor with Doug Mastriano winning at about 9 o'clock Central, uh, 10 o'clock uh, Eastern, because it was so overwhelming. It wasn't even funny. It was like Rand Paul's race in Kentucky. And Rand Paul ran with 87% of the vote. You know why? Because he's doing a good job. Now, I have the reason why. The race for Pennsylvania Senate was so tight with Republicans. I have the reason. I know why Kathy Barnett did not win last night. I know why Mehmet Oz is barely ahead by 2,000 votes. I'm going to share that in a second. I have it. It's distilled into one word. It was said best by Billy Joel around 1988 or so, and that is... It's a matter of trust. People, after some headlines came out with some tweets and statements by Kathy Barnett with regard to Black Lives Matter and Barack Obama, they went, huh. Huh. I mean, I like her. I like her campaign ads. I kind of like what she says, her talking points, but there's this stuff over here. Is this, there's this stuff over here. The same thing goes with Mehmet Oz. Mehmet Oz was a friend of Oprah. Mehmet Oz was, or at least it was perceived as being pro-abortion. Mehmet Oz uh, has close ties to Turkey. That's where his family is from. And people are questioning all of those things and going, huh. You know, I, I, I believe Donald Trump. I love his endorsement. But th- did this prove anything to you? We're not just here to take marching orders from Donald Trump. We look at his endorsement and go, hey, that's a pretty good sign. But Doug Mastriano didn't win because Trump endorsed him. Doug Mastriano is just a badass, and he stood up for what he believes in, despite the beatdown that he's gotten in his state, including having his entire staff taken away from him by Pennsylvania Democrats as a senator. Doug also won because of his ideas, and he doesn't change. Kathy Barnett lost because people didn't trust her. Mehmet Oz may win, and if he does, he better learn something from it. The only thing that saved his candidacy was 
Donald Trump's endorsement. He wouldn't have been in the field. Not at all. And Kathy Barnett clearly took some votes away from Oz. And David McCormick, I don't know David McCormick from Adam, as my dad used to say, but he was the option. And toward the end, I'd be kind of going, Matt Oz, I just don't feel right. And Kathy Barnett, do not feel right. Maybe I should just go with McCormick. That's what happened last night. According to this article in Vox, everybody's extreme, but only if they're on the right. Only Doug Mastriano is extreme. That's just the way they do it. It's, uh, it's just, uh, quite honestly, it's, it's, uh, it's stunning. It's not terribly shocking. But, uh, you know, that's what we have to deal with. And it's, and it's backfiring. It is backfiring. Can Doug Mastriano win the election? Oh, hell yeah. Will he win the governorship of, uh, of the state of Pennsylvania? I hope so. I really, really do. I hope so. Kathy Barnett, um, she's going to have to go back and, and, I don't know, try something else because she's lost twice running for public office and uh, both times had her uh, clock cleaned, as it were. So she's going to have to do some convincing. She's going to have to do some changing. Mehmet Oz, if he does end up being the, uh, the candidate for Senate, he's got a lot of, uh, he's got a lot of explaining to do. But it's kind of weird, isn't it, that the Joe Biden uh, endorsement doesn't mean D-word for Richard to anybody. The most popular president ever won 81 million votes. He's so popular that he didn't even need to do public appearances. He is so popular that he could bumble and stumble through a thought every day and people would just love him so much. 81 million votes! And nobody wanted his endorsement. I wonder why that is. That's just kind of weird. Kind of weird. Yeah. So Joe Biden, he shuffled off the buffalo because he can't lift his feet. And he got all choked up on Tuesday. Joe Biden attempting to cry yesterday, it reminded me of when you when you watch those airplanes and you see the old uh, biplane, the Stearman biplane, and they're trying to start it, and they, and they grab the propeller and they flip it and it goes... And then they go, and all of a sudden it roars to life and, and smoke spits out of either side of the engine. That's what kind of reminded me of yesterday, seeing Joe Biden try to cry. He was trying to cry yesterday. Here is uh, Joe Biden talking about white supremacy and how white supremacy is all over the place. Look, we've seen the mass shootings in Charleston, South Carolina, El Paso, Texas, and Pittsburgh. Last year in Atlanta. Yeah, week. the Atlanta thing was a guy who had a sex addiction, and he went after Asian prostitutes, and he also killed a couple white people. But Joe Biden flew down there uh, to promote a false narrative that was proven, proven false. In Dallas, Texas, and now in Buffalo. Yeah, there were uh, five police officers gunned down by a black supremacist in Dallas a couple years ago. Buffalo, New York. White supremacy is a poison. It's a poison. What? 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 Wait, is this, is this news to you? Oh, applaud. Yeah, white supremacy is bad. We never thought of that before. Yeah. Running through our body politic. And it's been allowed to fester and grow right in front of our eyes. No more. I mean, no more. We need to say as clearly and force as we can. As forces as we can. The venom of the haters. The haters. And their weapons of war. Weapons of war. Violence and the words and deeds of the... That stalk our streets, our stores, our schools. What what are you talking about? This venom, this violence cannot be the story of our time. I know. I think about all those uh, white supremacists doing smash and grab robberies in Chicago, and I'm like, oh, this has got to stop. 
We cannot allow that to happen. Look, I'm not naive. Uh, white supremacists who murdered all those people in Chicago every weekend. The Internet. The Internet. You know the Internet that kicks off conservatives. Yeah, and already is, uh, is uh, very, very regulated with regard to hate speech. Has radicalized, angry, alienated, lost, and isolated individuals into falsely believing that they will be replaced. That's the word, replaced, by the other. No, no, these are things that they try and test and they see, and then they decided to come up with this white, white uh, replacement theory thing. They came up with that right after they came up with Ultra, about Ultra MAGA, which they thought would be negative, but they're so out of touch with everything that they wouldn't realize putting Ultra in something, it makes it really freaking cool. Do you think that uh, this white replacement theory is uh, not a talking point, that it really is something that people subscribe to? Do you really? then I think you should listen to the media right now. It seems harder and harder to ignore that the echoes of replacement theory and other racially motivated views are increasingly coming out into the open. In a few years, we're going to be a majority brown country. White people will not be the majority in the country anymore. This will be the first generation ever in American history. I think they're also trying to justify the, uh, the crossings, the illegal crossings over the border here. But we've all known that America was a great American melting pot. I grew up with that. It was drilled into my head. I believe it 100%. This is all nonsense. History. Uh, in which whites will be a minority of the generation at some point. As of 2007, every year babies being born in this country, whites now are the minority. In 2044, uh, everyone is going to be a minority. As the demographics... 2024, everybody's going to be a minority? Okay. ...change as white people become the minority in the country, which is coming. Demographics is destiny. Demographics is destiny. Demographics is destiny, right? The country is changing. I've been saying it here. Who, who cares? I don't care. I don't give a rip. The people have been saying it here for you. You know what I care about? I care about my family, my friends, my country. That's what I care about. I don't care about the color scheme. Years now, even before Donald Trump, the demographics is destiny. The, and, and, and what? Who are you? They're the ones who are trying to foment something by saying this is, I guess, bad? That this is bad? That white people will perceive this as bad? Maybe some white people will perceive it as bad. I don't. I don't care. My son and my daughter went to an elementary school at a school system in Montgomery County, Maryland that was 10% white. Did I? Oh, they're replacing our kids. Oh, my God. No, I, I no. Never even thought about it. Hey, guys, it's Carson for Raycon Earbuds. A lot of people did not make a resolution this year. I didn't. I go to the gym year-round, actually. That doesn't mean you shouldn't still find a way to shake things up, whether it's by switching up your workout routine or going someplace new. Whatever way you challenge yourself this year, there's no better way than to do it with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. Raycon wireless earbuds are the best way to bring audio with you because no matter how much you shake things up, literally no matter how much you shake, you know they won't fall out of your ears. Their everyday earbuds work, feel, and sound better than ever. There's also awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings so you can take Raycons with you wherever you go. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me, Raycons offer up to 8 hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life and they're priced just right. Right now, Newsmax listeners get up to 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. That's buyraycon.com slash Newsmax to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash Newsmax.
Saw 2,000 mules over the weekend. Um, and it's interesting because uh, what they did is they used this geo-tracking data, which is cell pings from around the uh, different areas of the country, different uh, uh, cities in the country that are, or um, uh, battleground states. And they used this cell phone ping data that people have. And they followed people to all these ballot boxes, then to Democrat either uh, strongholds or Democrat nonprofits. And then they would just stop, and then they'd go out and hit more ballot boxes, which, of course, means that there was ballot harvesting going on, all right? And, it, and it's been happening, and it, and it happened wholesale. They used all of the new COVID restrictions to do that, to place the ballot box. It's true. I mean, it just happened. And yet, all of the critics of 2,000 Mules are saying, well, you know, that's unreliable. It doesn't mean anything. Oh, it doesn't mean anything. No, it did, actually. The FBI used geo-tracking to follow parents who oppose CRT. That's how bad things were. Uh, with the FBI recently. Here is actually the same cell data uh, in, in the movie 2000 Mules was used to solve a murder. The shooting actually occurred right here in, in this parking lot, sort of inside of this circle are really the only potentially legitimate shooters. Uh, each of these devices has... So they went to a murder scene, and then they saw the cell phone tracking data of people who were there. Then they tracked down the killer using that. It's a unique device ID. Because it puts pay people in certain places at certain times, you see. And we turned the bulk of this information over to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Now, I read, they've arrested two suspects. They have. Two suspected gang members will appear in court this morning huh. on charges that include the shooting. In this case, the uh, cell phone data was perfectly legit. Death of eight-year-old Sequoia Turner. And isn't it true that this tracking, these movements, this parallels exactly the work you're doing with the mules? That's kind of crazy. It's all of a sudden incredible when uh, people like Dinesh D'Souza use it. And another weird thing that happened on election night is uh, that all these mules would go to these different ballot boxes and wear rubber gloves. And then as soon as they dropped off the ballots, they'd take the rubber gloves off and put them in a trash can. Weird. Let's look at another one. Yeah, let's take a look at... Uh, Interesting thing about this person is the device... Seems if the glove don't fit... ...to live in South Carolina. So this person isn't even from Georgia. Huh. She was here uh, during both election cycles, uh, but is not a resident of the state. But as she approaches the drop box, huh. she never looks at the trash can, right? She's yeah. looking the other way. But the other thing she has is she has gloves on. Yeah. What one of our analysts noticed was these surgical gloves only appeared from December 23rd forward in the runoff. So we didn't see a lot of them previous to December 23rd, and we couldn't figure out why. What is the thing that your hands leave when you don't have gloves on and you're grabbing stuff? And uh, what? It, oh, yeah, fingerprints. Right. And then it just dawned on us. Well, yeah. on December 22nd, Weird. there was an indictment handed down in Arizona for people that had stuffed ballots, and the way the FBI nailed them was fingerprints. Huh. And then lo and behold, what? the next day and... and days forward. So this video is now from the Georgia runoffs. <laughs> this, this, is, this is January this is, of 21. This That's particular right. one is at approximately 1 o'clock in the morning on January the 5th. Stuffs her ballots in there. It's like a small stackish, maybe three, maybe four. Takes them off and then puts them in a trash can that she never looked at. That is kind of weird, isn't it? Kind of weird. And, and you ever seen a, a herd of 2,000 mules before? You ever seen it? I mean, you've seen like Buffalo. But did you know that uh, there were 2,000 mules in Philadelphia? Weird. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania alone, 1,100 mules. 
averaging 50 drop box visits and five ballots per visit. That's 275,000 illegal votes, again, comfortably exceeding the 80,000 vote margin between Trump and Biden. So, weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird how that happens. Yeah. In- in Wisconsin, 83,565 illegal votes were trafficked. In Georgia, 92,670. In Pennsylvania, 209,505. In Michigan, 226,590. And in Arizona, 207,435. Using this calculus, Trump would have won all the key states. And the final electoral vote? 305 to 233. That's kind of weird. It's nothing to see here. No proof or anything. It's all made up, I'm sure. Yeah. One more cut from 2000 Mules, the documentary that nobody can talk about. Every study that's ever been done of some of the grants to the big cities found a few percent maybe going to help people that way and the massive amounts of money. You mean the half a million dollars from Mark Zuckerberg called Zuckerbucks that went to support Democrats? Going into ginning up the vote by mail operation and the drop box operation and those sorts of things that benefit one political party. How confident should we be that this will be a fair election? They're sending millions of ballots all over the country. This is going to be a fraud like you've never seen. Trump Predicted. He said the Democrats are going to cheat, that they're going to use the pretext of COVID, they're going to rig Weird. the rules in their favor. Weird. Nevertheless, Republicans focus their efforts on the campaign, while Democrats focus their efforts on the process of actually running the election. It is amazing. It is just amazing that uh, truth gets out, even, even if it's suppressed by big social media, the Democrat Party. Uh, the mainstream media, a lot of swamp-dwelling Republicans. It's weird. I'm just going to go ahead and give up even a thought of of uh, maybe that the 2020 election was stolen. And I, I'm just going to do that, you know, even though that uh, Joe Biden, the most popular president in the history of the country, with 81 million votes, no one in last night's primaries actively seeked his, uh, his endorsement, uh, nor did they parrot it. And uh, the only people who really have been kicking ass nationally are people who have been endorsed by Donald Trump. I thought you should know that. You see, because there are some things that just kind of don't add up. So you're going to hear a lot of that in the next few days. And, uh, and then you've got a, a combination of a bunch of things. Right now, the left is being curb stomped. Uh, you need some evidence? Well, let's look at the state of Virginia. Let's look at the governor of the state of Virginia. Let's look at the lieutenant governor of the state of Virginia. Let's look at the uh, AG of the state of Virginia, all conservative, all anti-CRT. Eleven school board members booted in, I believe it was Dallas, because they were pro-CRT radicals. Booted, booted, gone. San Francisco, three radical school board members kicked out of the school board. Goodbye, recalled supporters of CRT, supporters of nonsense, transgender BS. And now the pièce de resistance, their last bastion of leftism that assures that only a leftist message gets out, and that is Twitter. Twitter, the one who banned Donald Trump. This is the paragon of virtue for the left. The the best thing to ever happen to the left with regard to censorship of speech, and it's going to be owned by Elon Musk, who we don't even know if he's left or right, but we know one thing, he's for free speech. And they can't stand it.
It was a big night for primaries around the country, and the center of attention was the state of Pennsylvania, still waiting on results with regard to the Republican senatorial primary. It looks like neck and neck. Mehmet Oz appears to be uh, in front right now of his uh, closest challenger by about 2,000 votes. We will see what happens. Uh, but uh, the, the man who's going to represent the Republican Party as a candidate for governor, Doug Mastriano, joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Good morning, sir. How are you? Fantastic. You know, and you had me on last Thursday, and I was up in Hazleton. Uh, my wife was uh, speaking for me. I was in a back room talking to you for the interview, and I had to hop off because 45 was calling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Donald Trump called. He gave you the endorsement. Uh, this helped, Doug, but I, I think, Doug, you were doing a lot of things right, and you were out in front before the endorsement. Nothing to take away from the endorsement, Doug. But, you know, you you were ahead. What was resonating? Why did you just, I mean, you won by 20-plus points, Doug. What did it? What's resonating? It's actually, you know, it's kind of funny because I think we were kind of discussing when I, when I abruptly left your interview last week. Apologies for that. But. It's okay. It's okay. Wait, listen, it's okay. If, if he interrupts me, uh, you know, then, yeah, I, that's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. It was, we actually resonated with the voters. Imagine that. And it wasn't yeah. just, you know, nice speeches. And really, I, I don't give nice speeches or flashy ads that don't have the money to do that. It was because over the past two years, Rob, we've been fighting alongside the people. We, you know, hosting rallies to reopen the state two years ago this month. Uh, it was our first one, actually. And that, you know, taking the shots and the hits in the media maliciously maligned and lied about continuously in the media, even today. These people are disgusting to me. You know, yes. traditional media. I'm, I'm glad there's shows like yours that we don't, we don't need to go through them anymore. We can go directly to the people. But uh, it was their standing with them when, when their loved ones are dying alone, when the kids are being you know, oppressed in schools with, with masks, having masks taped to their faces. And it was, you know, tr- uh, biological males being, laid, uh, being allowed to dominate female sports, biological males being allowed to use you know, the girls' bathrooms. All these issues, you know, nurses and doctors losing their, jo- uh, their jobs over refusing to get a jab. National Guard member in Pennsylvania and, and Air Guard members as well losing their jobs because they wanted to have medical freedom choice on the jab. And so election integrity, Gettysburg, you're trying to get a forensic investigation. So all of that resonated with people. And then I, I, I was, I've been ahead in almost every poll actually since last May. There's yes. a couple, no, but, but, um, but you know, my, my lead was, you know, 8 to 15 points. And then, of course, when, the, when 45 came in, he convinced more than half of the undecided to join me. Sure. Of all of the things that you just said, Doug, all of the things that you said you ran on, you did not mention the election of 2020. Yet, this morning, listen to the headlines. You Google Doug Mastriano, CNN. Trump-backed 2020 election denier Doug Mastriano. NBC, <laughs> far-right election denier Mastriano. Uh, you've got, uh, oh, a New York Times opinion. America's Doug Mastriano problem. <laughs> You got the. You, this is great. You got this. Oh, you got uh, uh, Republicans just nominated a pro-Trump insurrectionist. Uh, you know, this is uh, you know, Madison Cawthorn loses Republican primary. Doug Mastriano lin, lin, wins in big lie. All right. Then I go over to John Fetterman, who is a legit leftist radical. I mean, this guy is bat guano crazy. Kill babies until they're born and maybe after. And they, NBC says John Fetterman charts an unconventional path to flip a. Senate seat for Democrats. Is John Fetterman the future of the Democrat Party? In the meantime, you're a right-wing denier. It's just remarkable, and clearly this is what they're going to run against you on. And, and they've been doing it in some you know level here for the past two years. First, it was because I was reckless and irresponsible, you know, gathering during the COVID shutdown. 
Mastriana had another rally, very irresponsible, reckless, no social distancing, no mask. He's going to kill his grandparents. And, and now, of course, with, with the election is nonsense. And you know what? These people need to grow up, and we can't take them seriously. But they were unsuccessful in, in labeling me back in the past year and a half. They'll be unsuccessful in labeling me again because people can hear me, they can see me, they can meet me at all these events we do across the state, and they see that I'm not what they say. They see I'm just an average American with mainstream ideas. There's nothing. There's not a radical bone in my body. These people are just sick. It really is remarkable. And the president of the United States went to Buffalo yesterday. And, Doug, uh, honestly, you, you and I love Pennsylvania. You know that I love Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania has, uh, has been regarded always, I think, by, well, at least, at least for the last 50 years, kind of um, uh, defined by its Democrat liberal politics, its uh, corruption and whatnot. But it's not. Pennsylvania is a beautiful, beautiful state with enormous natural resources, the most valuable being the people. When you're touring around, how many uh, how many white supremacist bastions are there in rural Pennsylvania? <laughs> I found none. So, And I've traveled a good chunk of the state, God knows. You know, and most of the people, the vast all right, so we were on a bus tour last weekend, and you called in the middle of my bus tour. And uh, Rebby and I probably encountered and engaged with about four to 5,000 people overall over the week that, you know, we had interactions with. And I did not detect any radicals in there. And, in fact, of, of the four or 5,000 interactions, only two or three people, you know, were a bit, you know, kind of iffy as far as, you know, um, just kind of odd, I guess you'd say. Well, they Doug, they're going to be nuts. They're going to be nuts everywhere. I know this. I've been yeah. in media for 32 yeah. years. You love your fans, but there are a few nuts. You're like, okay, well, I'm just going to back away slowly. You're going to run into nuts. Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and they're one-offs. I'll, I'll, I'll recall in 2016 when, when all these, you know, racial BLM riots started taking off here, and uh, pe- people were, you know, asking Obama tepidly, would you condemn them? And he goes, to judge an entire movement off the actions of few is irresponsible. And I would say the same thing to the media. So, you know, this Washington Post is, you know, calling me all these names, you know, because I was in Washington, D.C., January 6th, did nothing wrong. I would like to remind them there's a First Amendment that we're guaranteed the right to gather peacefully, which I did, and then to, you know, redress the government, which I was attempting to do, but until things went wrong and then I left, I didn't get a chance to speak at the events I was you know, invited to. But uh, so therefore, using their logic, then, then, you know, Washington Post, those raiders must be criminals and murderers because crimes happen in that city while they happen to be in, in, a, in a neighborhood, bad things happen. And you just see how illogical that is. It does not even follow. These people yeah. need to speak truth. And uh, I, I will have nothing to do with, with news outlets that, that uh, peddle in, in hate and uh, in yeah. intolerance and bigotry towards Christians or any other religion, for that matter. That, that runs counter to everything I, I served and fought for for 30 years in the Army. And that runs counter to everything Pennsylvania was founded uh, to stand for. Yeah, Matt, 100%. Now, uh, you're going to be facing uh, Josh Shapiro. Tell me about your opponent. If he's a Pennsylvania Democrat, that already says enough. But uh, why should the listener vote for Doug Mastriano and not Josh Shapiro? Um, Mr. Shapiro is the face of uh, Governor Wolf's policies and politics. He, he was a booster and supporter of, of the heavy-handed shutdown. He was the uh, supporter of, of the elderly being the sick elderly being sent back into the uh, healthcare facilities, you know, the, the long-term healthcare facilities, unleashing a plague on our on our elder population, killing thousands. And he did not investigate that. He investigated the homes that were ordered to receive them by by the Wolf administration and Dr. Levine. Uh, he, he's for uh, very science denying on life, and he, so he's an extreme radical on abortion, and he and he's proud of that position which is just goes counter to everything we know scientifically about what's going on in the womb there. 
And if, if you want to have your freedom suppressed and crushed and, and trodden upon, then Josh Shapiro is your guy. If, if you want to have a, a state with smaller government and a chance of opportunity and, and more freedom and less taxation and, and someone who's going to guard and defend your rights, then I'm your guy. It, it's pretty stark. Now, Doug, also one of the things that, that they're trying to say is that <clears throat> somehow, and this came out of nowhere, and I can understand with uh, some people in the ranks, uh, possibly not electable. You are very electable. You won by, I don't know what the final was, it was over 20 points, right? And so I, I would say that kind of reaction from people would tell everyone that, of course, Doug Mastriano can win. Now, are you liked by the likes of uh, Liz Cheney? No. Are you liked by the likes of, you know, every other rhino Republican in Washington, D.C. or Pennsylvania? No. And that makes you even more electable as far as I'm concerned. What do you say to those who say, oh, yeah, he's just too extreme to be elected? Oh, so that was a chestnut actually created on our side here by the establishment elite ruling class in Harrisburg. And they, they were trying to coalesce behind uh, another candidate. And their argument to, to get behind another candidate was that Mastriano, since there's nine names on the ballot, Mastriano is going to win with only 28% of the vote. And uh, therefore, he's unelectable. It's just, it's just a narrow part of the state he appeals to. And But uh, the facts are stubborn things. And the, the reality is, is I won with about 45% of the vote in a nine-man race. I mean, this is, this is pretty unprecedented. Uh, let, let me uh, back this up with facts. I always like facts. Yes, sir. That's what I do. I live in Realville. <laughs> and so it, in 1978 yes. was the last time that the state party did not endorse for these state offices. And Dick Thornburg, who was probably our last best two-term Republican governor, won with only 33% of the vote. And he was a fantastic governor, and it was no problem. He won uh, the state handedly. I won with uh, 11 points more than he had, maybe 12 points more wow. than he had. Uh, also, Tom Ridge, 1994, uh, he won with, uh, I think, 35% percent of the vote I'm, I'm trying to get this right and uh, once again 44 percent of the vote so i'm going in with a massive mandate I, you know i had uh, approaching uh, 600,000 people voted for me and it's it, and it, you know it's fantastic and the next guy behind me was you know half of what i got wow. and then a the guy in third place was you know a third of what i got so we have a <laughs> mandate although the establishment yep. tried really hard to try to dissuade people from voting for me because you know he only appeals to an narrow sector guess what i don't and in fact uh, the reality is you know, I'm clearly not uh, far right, as they like to say, or radical or extreme, because we have scores of Democrats that, that switch party affiliation and independents that during the petition drive to get me on the ballot, and we collected a record number, 29,000, by the way, um, we had scores of them switch parties to vote for me. And the, the Democrat Party is extreme. Josh Shapiro is, is extreme. John Fetterman is extreme. Their ideas are out of the mainstream. And uh, we'll see this when, when I'm uh, talking to the, uh, you know, moderate Democrats, people, you know, like many of my relatives, you know, on the Italian side, you know, and the, the party has left them behind. It's no longer the party of the people. It hasn't been in a long time. And so they look at me and like, yeah, I get behind Mastriano. He's an average American, grew up in a middle-class home, um, you know, served his country, loved his country so much, dedicated his life to that. And uh, he, he actually believes in following the science, but defending people's constitutional rights. Josh Shapiro is a polar opposite of that. Yeah. yeah, Doug, you know, you and I from the same generation, we are late stage uh, Generation X, uh, and we grew up with uh, things like the Great American Melting Pot. We never thought twice about race or color. We, th we loved it. Nobody ever cared. Nobody in the Little Italy and a host of different cities around the country think, oh, you know, we're superior. You know, yeah. I hate to tell you this, but all those white people you're talking about, there's a good chance that maybe they're Greek, maybe they're uh, Italian, maybe they're German, maybe yeah. they're Dutch. 
Uh, it's just so absurd, and and I really do believe what. And I've I've thought about this. I said Gen X Gen X is going to save the world. I'm not saying doing it exclusively without Gen Y, without uh, without millennials, without boomers. But it's time. It is time for our generation to step to the fore because yeah. we are the first generation to say, I don't care about race. I don't care about sex. All I care about is the success of the country and the success of families and my family. And that's why, that's what you are to me, Doug. And, uh, and I just, I wish you the very best. You, you blew them away. And you're going to continue to do so. Um, I know your time is nigh. I want to push your website. It's Doug4Gov.com, D-O-U-G, number four, gov, G-O-V.com, Doug4Gov.com. Where do you go next, my brother? Well, we're going to try to regroup here, Nick, because now we've got to get the party together. You know, it was yes, a contentious race. I, mean, I, I kept it clean. I didn't attack anyone publicly. Yes, but there was millions and millions of dollars you know, played against me with, with ads and, and hit pieces, what have you. I, I need to reach out to all the other campaigns and, uh, you know, extend my hand because now yes, we're sir. in common cause. The people have spoken overwhelmingly. Now it's yes, time sir. that we just put aside any grudges or resentments here and, and get together. And, and most of the candidates called me up last night to say they would do just Good. that. Good. I knew they would, Doug. Doug, uh, such a blessing to know you. God bless you, bro, and good luck on the trail. We will be in touch, of of course, if you need anything, call us. And and even if Donald Trump calls, hang up on me. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, Doug. <laughs> uh, best of luck to you, man. We'll talk to you again soon, okay? Thank you, Rob. God bless you too, man. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.